Final Furlong podcast is brought to you in association with AtTheRaces.com, the ultimate resource for racing fans. Welcome along to the Final Furlong podcast. Thank you for downloading the show. I'm Emma Kennedy alongside At The Races pundit, Mr. Declan Riggs. Hello. Whose content you can read on AtTheRaces.com and also contributed to a fantastic day three preview of the Cheltenham Festival. Have you recovered since Cheltenham, my friend? Yeah, getting getting there. I think Emmett, uh, it it feels like we're in a, a in a state of limbo now at the moment. It's kind of Cheltenham is over, which is kind of you know definitely the week the the best week of the year in horse racing, and the the, the flat is starting up now. You're, you're, we're getting close to the first classic of the season, the Guineas. You've got the Irish Lincolnshire on Sunday. You've got the Lincolnshire at Donny the week after. Live on Sky Sports Racing, by the way. Good plug. Um, <laughs> and yeah, it's. It's uh, it's a strange feeling, I think, kind of where, like I said, it feels like we're in limbo. But uh, yeah, no, it's good. Looking forward to it all. The kind of there's, you, I do get to a stage in in the year where you kind of you don't get sick of the flat the the jumps racing, but you kind of it it's it's had its time, and then you the kind of you get a, a reinvigorated when the flat starts up. So I think um, I'm in between those two spots now at the moment. Yeah, I get like that. I I, I think like once Punchestown has come and gone, it's fantastic and it's a great meeting. But I'm then very, very much focused on the flat. And we have the guineas not too far from that. And, and then I get all excited about the flat meeting. And by the time the Breeders' Cup rolls along and that's done, I'm quite happy for the jumps to be back. So not everybody's like that, but, but we're in agreement there for sure. Um, we're also joined, sure, of course, sure, by... Sure don't you know there's so much racing on? We never get a break. We never get a break. We never get Paul, a break. Paul Townend had to go to work the day after he won the Gold Cup. Rachel Blackmore won a grade one. She was riding the next day. Come on. It's ridiculous. Yeah. <laughs> All these people have to be going and, and getting to back to work. You have to be getting back on that gravy train fairly quickly. You mentioned the Lincoln coming up. So that's obviously, as you said, live on Sky Sports Racing. So we're going to be talking about the flat in full terms next week. And we will talk about the flat a little bit later on as we discuss. Nace, but for, for now we'll discuss Newbury. The 315 is the EBF and TBA Mayor's National Hunt Novices Hurdle Series Final over two miles and four furlongs. Um, your interest in this race, because I was talking to you yesterday and saying, look, let me know what you want to discuss. This is one of the races you highlighted. What is it that floats your boat about this race, Rixie? Yeah, no, it's a good good little race for mares now, to be fair. It's uh, the, the, obviously the final of a series, a grade two. Um, and it's a handicap as well. So, you know, they, in theory, everyone gets a fair crack of the whip. At £24,000 to the winner, which is which is, uh, which is which is pretty tasty as well in the current climate of things. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, no, it's good. Kind of, uh, I suppose the first the first thing I'm going to make is it looks to be a bit of pace on here. Eldot's baby, a little chaos, sweet of there. At the mound, the cochet, another one in there likes to kind of get on with things. So that the pace should be honest. Um, I had a kind of a short list of three of kind of Eldot's baby, the white mouse, and Millerville. Given Eldot's baby is one of those horses who likes to make the run, and I, I, I kind of I cast her to the side because I don't think she's going to get an easy time of things up front. And the the two I kind of I came down on were were the White Mouse and and, and Millerville. And the, these two actually have a connection and both were bought by High Flyer B- Bloodstock along the line. Oh. And High, uh, yeah, High Flyer are, are, are obviously an agency that, that do do very well, uh, like all agencies and, and guys who buy horses on 
uh, for the industry, you know they're doing well because they'll tell you, they'll tweet about it, but they won't tweet about the ones that are uh, hanging out the back of the telly. <laughs> but no, they, they do well. I always kind of, I, I, do, I do think it's a little bit, not an angle, but it's something I do like to keep an eye on, just see who is buying horses. Um, because, you know, obviously these guys have a good eye for a horse and they've, they've, they've got... Um, they, they've got history. It was interesting. The two of these actually, the White Moon was bought for six thousand two hundred as a yearling, and High Flyer and Lucy Wadden were happy to pay fifty thousand for her uh, as a as a three year old. And then Millerville was a five five thousand three year old. And then at the sales February um, in February last year at Shelton, they were willing to go up to fifty two thousand. So you know, for National Hunt mares, that's they, you know they're probably tasty enough prices, I'd imagine. Yeah. Absolutely. But, um, like, like, yeah, yeah. It's some jump, by the way, for six thousand two hundred to fifty thousand euro. Like, so well done to, yeah. uh, well, well done to the pinhooker. Exactly, or the and that, you know that probably suggests there in terms of being models of horses that they're good models, good walker. Mm. Um, you know, have got got a physique to them that can maybe withstand training, all that kind of stuff. So, um, yeah, look, those were the two horses. The white mouse. I think there's been money for her lately, actually, which is interesting. Uh, I think she was about the four to one mark. Uh, she she would be the main the main selection in the race, the White Mouse. But um, I, I, she was she impressed me the last day at Doncaster. She took she took a nice tug early, jumped very well for a big mare. Uh, she's got a galloping nature to her, so I think this kind of long straight and galloping track at Newbury of what's going to be running at a decent pace by the looks is really going to suit her. So she's the most likely winner for me. But at a bigger price, Millerville is just a horse of um, of Oliver Sherwood, who looks to have been targeted at this race. She qualified for this last time out at Fontwell when she was held up out the back. And all you had to do was finish in the first six, and she managed to finish third in a small runner field. Uh, but that, that form is good now, I think. Um, she was beaten by a horse called uh, leave me see if I can dig it out here she was beaten by a horse called the Colbank of Alan Kings who's gone on to win again and she the bullfrog of Gary Moores was just ahead of her as well but she was given the two of those horses seven pounds and she was only beat so while she was beaten well ten lengths in total it doesn't kind of tell the whole story but look she's going to I think she was they got her qualified um, nicely which which I liked and she's going to go up and trip which I think is interesting she's uh, she's by Court Cave and she's out of a mare called um, Portavo which makes her a half sister I think to uh, oh no sorry the dam is a half sister to Mendip Express who was obviously best over staying trips mm. so the step up and trip and the form looking sound first time in a handicap at 14 to 1 she 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 do for me as the value bet but the, the kind of the main selection would be the white mouse of uh, of Lucy Wadhams who impressed me last time out and Oliver Sherwood won this race 10 years ago as well so Millerville as the the interesting each way but top price 14 to 1 we'll give a yeah. mention it's uh, Paddy Power Betfair and Uni better going that way there's a number of firms who have ducked to 8 to 1 so I suspect Rick's ratings has been making phone calls and uh, getting himself involved and they've they've all ducked for cover early on uh we'll go for a race a little bit earlier the 240 um which is the be wiser insurance juvenile handicap hurdle sure couldn't we all do with being a little bit be wiser uh friend or foe seven to two elise eight to one scaramanga uh, eight to one for Paul Nichols and Zafar in and around the same price. Uh, again, what was it that drew you to this race, Rixie? 
I just it was competitive, uh, Emmett. Good, good stand, good standard of horse running. Uh, was a handicap, so hopefully we'd be getting decent prices about something if we fancied it. And you know, it's probably going to be a, a big runner field as well. Uh, it looks like, and there's been this is another one that I've just saw. There's been money for in the recent days is uh, Paul Nichols's friend or foe. Uh, I think there was there was actually one of the boys in the office got word about this horse. Uh, before Christmas, that they were aiming him at the Fred Winter, mm. but he didn't. He didn't get in in the end. Um, so he comes here instead, and there's been money for him. Uh, not that it means anything yet, because decks are not out. But Harry Cobden is is jocked up in the race. Uh, but you know what? I think he's he's as short as five to two in places now. I'm going to take him on, despite the fact that I I was I was impressed with him at at Taunton. Um, he, he had a lovely way of going about him, and he jumped well. And he, he but he had total run of the race that day, and he quickened up nicely. There's a bit more pace on today. Um, Elilisees, Rosie Hasp, um, Al Kerbe, and Teaser, they're all horses that like to go forward as well. So, on the basis of I'm not sure that he's absolutely thrown enough, one, two, eight, and he's not going to get an easy lead today. Uh, I'm going to take him on, and there was a, this is a good little race now. There was a good, there was a few that made the uh, the, the the short list. The, the top weight of Alan Kings, Elise is uh, is, is a really likable horse. I, if you remember from the the preview last week, I put up a horse of Ian Williams's to run well in the Fred Winter called Oi the Club Eyes. Mm-hmm. But he absolutely ran a stinker. He was pulled up, but I. I, given who he was owned by, I'm, I think maybe the, the lads wanted a day out or whatever because just before the race, he was a huge drifter. He drifted all day and he, he ran accordingly. But I still rate that form. Kel Destan was the winner and the horse in fourth that day was uh, Capone, who's actually won twice since. But what I liked about the King horse was, um, geez, he's a serious little jumper for a small horse now. He he, he jumps like an old pro. He, he be, he's be he's good a, a juvenile jumper now. You, you, you'll see. So, but the, the problem I had with him is he's a, quite a small horse, Emmett, and he's going to have to shoulder eleven stone twelve here, and that just put me off. So, the other the the other the selection kind of at the at kind of anti-post prices, if you will, is actually going to be another Ian Williams horse. And I hope the market speaks in favour of, of this lad more than it did Oi the Club Eyes at Cheltenham. But that's a idyllico uh, son of lawman for Ian Williams. Andrew Dick is the is the tri- is the owner. Uh, he, for, I don't know why now, but um, phlegmatic of Dan Skelton's. He, I'm going to do a Blake bet on this now just to make it look better if that's all right. He's as short, he's as short as eights in places, uh, phlegmatic, but Idilico is 16s. And that is despite him finishing four lengths in front of him the last time at Warwick uh, behind Song for Someone, who I think is a really solid uh, little juvenile hurdler for, uh, for Tom Simmons. But I was impressed with Idilico, how he came home that day, seemed to jump pretty well. I don't think that the kind of the sharp nature of the Warwick track really showed him off to his best. He was a little bit outpaced, but he came home well. I could see Newbury suiting him off a stronger gallop a lot better. So at 16 to one, he was the he was the one for me at the prices. Uh, I just didn't get why he was there was such a big price discrepancy between him and Phlegmatic. And the other one I'm going to mention is the the inform Henry the Bromhead. Interestingly, has a horse running here called um, Having a Good Time. 
Now, obviously, we don't know if it's going to run yet, but this horse, if you, I don't know if you can see there, Emmett, he was fourth the last day at Nace, beaten by a certain band of outlaws. That and form's worked horse, out all right. Yeah, yeah, your horse, Coco Jumbo, there. <laughs> we haven't got Blake to play the music uh, this week, thankfully. But he he's obviously ran well again in, in the Fred Winter. Yeah. And obviously having a good time, was, was uh, he was well beaten by them now, to be fair. But he's shaped like needing a, a, a stronger pace, and you might get that here if he turns up. But that form looks rock solid now. I think I, the Irish horse, I can't remember, was it the first three home that they have or the three of the first four in the in the Fred Winter? Three of the first four from memory. Yeah, so that form looks sound there as well. So he was another one I, I would have given a mention to. Uh, but I think kind of the value kind of play at the moment would be Ian Williams' horse, uh, uh, Idilico, who who just he he's he's there's nothing really flash about him, but he's nice and solid, and you get a good you get a looks like you get a decent pace to run at here, and I think he'd be doing his best work at the finish. Hopefully, he can come home and at, at bare minimum at least grab a place. I'm liking this two double figure price selections uh, from the first race that we talked about the mayor's race and and this one as well. Obviously, you have a a favourite selection of that as well and um, if Henry de Bromhead's lines up let's do the reverse forecast shall we and having a good time in Idyllico <laughs> and we'll see you all in Dubai it turns out those reverse forecasts can actually come off every once in a blue moon um, before we leave Newbury and switch our attention to Nace the Goffs UK Spring Sale Bumper uh, there's no prices yeah. available for this yet but get in the queue who's trained by Harry Fry and um, will be ridden by Noel Feely, who obviously will be hanging up the the saddle at the end of the season. Uh, owned by the Roonies, they. No, I actually th- I think this could be his last ride, Emmett. This could be the farewell at Newbury. Yeah, I think I think it is. Yeah. Well, the interesting thing about this then is that getting the queue, uh, the and the Roonies we know are now having runners at Cheltenham again. They decided to skip the festival bumper, and come for this yeah. instead. Now it's it's a fifty grand race, but you know the Cheltenham Champion Bumper is obviously quite some prize. So that I think speaks for itself. Um, the other bit of information I was given about it was I think he was he was bought for about forty grand, and they reckon they got him at a steal. He's by Mount Nelson, and um, he he won the same race at Utoxeter that poor Neon Wolf won, and obviously he uh. was. Uh, Cheltenham Festival winner and who was hugely, hugely exciting uh, until we, we tragically lost him. Uh, and then he was even more impressive winning at Exeter last time out. So And Noel rode him that day, so he knows this horse well. And what a way for Noel to end his career. And how many times do we see it happen? A jockey has his final <laughs> ride and they go and win. I think the, the, on, the only one I can remember, and God rest him, is, is Pat Eddery rode Gamut. And I have a funny feeling it was Paul Hannigan. And Hannigan was like, I don't care about you. I'm winning this race. And just pulled it off. And Gamut was sent off at something like twos on. Uh, and uh, Pat did not get to, to bid fun farewell with the winner. Uh, but he had a legendary career, so he's all right. But um, 
we did have the we did have the Tony Dobbin farewell Dobbo handicap hurdle, which he won. So I'm <laughs> just, just miraculously. Yeah. What what a race. Farewell Dobbo handicap hurdle won by Tony Dobbin. Um, we'll switch your attention to the flat. So I think that there's some very, very interesting selections from you. Um, at NACE, we'll have our first two-year-old race of the season. Um, Aidan O'Brien, no entries, interestingly uh, enough, in that. But uh, usual suspects like Jim Bulger, Michael O'Callaghan, um, Johnny Murta, they all do. The race that you wanted to highlight, first of all, uh, Rixie, when we were chatting last night, for obvious reasons, I should think, is the Devoy Stakes, as it's now known, the listed race over 10 furlongs. Um, this is at 3.40, and there he is, top of the list, still in training, Armando Magdaliani, who Aidan O'Brien was super excited about but did not run as a three-year-old, remains in training. A number of Coolmore horses have been sold off. Uh, not this one, though, so he's back. Um, what's your take on the race? Yeah, well, look, it was kind of as you, you've already alluded to there that um, we kind of we, we don't know what's going to run, but the kind of the, the real the main talking point was just given um, uh, Amidio Modigliani, <laughs> uh, <laughs> a, men, a, a good positive mention because last year he was uh, he was going to be one of one of Aiden's and the Coolmore lads. He was going to be one of their main um, classic horses for the year. Mm. So obviously things didn't work out well for him, and he he hasn't run now. I think what is it in over? I'll tell you. By the time the race now. comes up, it'll be five hundred and ninety-six days. Yeah, there thank you, you go. at the races. So, yeah, so it, it, it's it's been a long time in between drinks, but it, you know it's, it's a sign, a positive sign that they're they're keeping him in training. He obviously made his debut at the Cora back in July, uh, two thousand and seventeen, behind a certain horse called Gustav Klimt. So he, he was beaten by a good one that day, and he, you know, he was a real eye catcher, as Aidens tend to be on a first time out, kind of, you know, held up mid division, maybe just further back, um, you know, asked to come through horses under kind of minimum pressure, and 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 just have a really nice experience first time out, and then they usually step forward. He he did do that then at, at Galway. Uh, for all he was a two to nine favourite under Shami Heffernan, but he went on to win there on soft ground by five five and a half lengths. But yeah, look, it is he was he was definitely one of their main classic horses last year. Uh, things obviously didn't work out for him, but yeah, it, it's going to be interesting to see how he goes uh, and how he's priced up. Um, I'm I'm never I'm never too too keen to, to go in and back any of Aiden's kind of first time out especially this time of year yeah. and especially two years because look he's he's he he he, he they, if the horses are good enough they'll have a big day uh, he wants them to have nice experiences the first day at school and just keep kind of progressing slowly and you know that's that's just that's Aiden's mo, and I, I think it's 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 fair to say it, it's worked for him. So yeah, look, it'll be interesting to see see how he goes. Um, I th- probably should have mentioned there as well at the moment. Nace, the ground is soft to heavy, heavy in places, but the, the couple of forecasts that I've looked at, um, it, it looks like it's going to be dry. So we we don't. It looks like maybe it, it's going to it dry out, but. It's, you know, obviously, we're talking about this Thursday afternoon, and we're a long way away, kind of to Sunday. But uh, that's what the ground is at the moment. So, but yeah, it's it's a funny time of year, kind of. You know, 
this time of year, I don't really bet much on the flat. I wait kind of till the till the, the guineas meet at Newmarket to get going. But you know, there's there are names there like kind of uh, Fuzzy Stack, Jim Bulger, Dermot. Well, they all try like to try and make uh, quick starts. So I'd be looking at those kind of trainers to if you are thinking a bet, have get those ones on side. It's funny you say that actually because. That is a question that I wanted to ask you towards the end of the podcast in terms of the adjustment from National Hunt to flat that we alluded to earlier on and and betting. So I'll hold my hand up and say that I will 100% have a lucky 63, which will attempt (laughs) to crack the Lincoln and then five races at Dubai at Maidan. And uh, because it's all on the same day and it's all live on Sky Sports Racing. And I believe we're discussing it next week with a certain Mr. Peter T. Fornital. So we'll, um, oh, nice we'll see what the story is there and it'd be great to have Pete back on. But I kind of pulled stumps then. And it would be Guineas, the Guineas meeting until I would have another bet. Uh, unless okay. I'm doing an anti-post bet on, on some of the classic races. Um, because I just want to re-familiarize myself with it all and and also you're right Aiden has gone through the, the, there was a time where Aiden's horses would be lightning first time out but that that's changed he's more than happy for them to just run well on debut with a view to them progressing then throughout the season um, yeah. wh- whereas in this race for example a horse like Theobald who's very fit from a campaign on the all weather where he's been running essentially since September but he's, he's won twice uh, on his last two starts his rating is only a pound above Armando Mogdiliani's obviously uh, Armando could be an absolute superstar but nothing to suggest he's going to be 100% on the day so Dermot Wells got uh, an interesting filly in here as well um, as does uh, the the stack team with um, with a Coolmore horse which is also owned by the Niarcos family, so I'm obviously interested in that, hand on heart. But um, yeah, as we start to talk about these races, I'm getting more and more excited about the flat. So uh, recommendation, basically, Rixie is Kevin Pullian, oh, very long article, no bet. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Kind of, you know, I know kind of listeners love to have a you know, little bet on something, but we no idea what the ground is, no idea what the feel is. It it would be, and there's no prices up anyway. So mm. it, this is just one to watch and see how how um, Amidio Mogdilene goes. But yeah, look, I don't know if, if things go well. Is he is he maybe a horse they could be looking at? Kind of the the coronation uh, the coronation cup at, at Epsom. Uh, I I don't know. I, it, it it'll just be interesting to see how he gets on because I he had a, he had a pretty high. He, they had a pretty high um, opinion of him last year, and he's obviously by Galileo, and he's from he's closely related to to Aussie Rules, mm. who um, who was actually in Ballydale when I was there, if I recall. I probably picked one of the stones off the gallops when when he was there. So you know he's got the good he's got the pedigree as as, as most of Aidens do. To be fair, yeah, well, Aussie Rules is a damn good horse, French two thousand guineas winner, and and uh, yeah. other big wins to the CV as well. That so, given your experience of picking stones off the gallops and Bally's Oil, and having worked closely with Aidan O'Brien, the decision to keep a horse like him in training, and we have to point out the fact that the only thing on his CV so far is a Galway maiden win, but the talk was very high about this horse and the fact that they would bring him back as a four-year-old he still has to go and prove what he can do and they've got magic wand still in training as well so she can target a a number of races but 
you would imagine they wouldn't be persisting with them unless they thought we're <laughs> no. going to get group prizes here. Well, let's put it this way. It's a good sign he hasn't been flogged off to Mike the Cock. <laughs> Yeah, I'm or, almost. Or, I, or, or, or as Luke Harvey called him one day on, on oh at the God. races, my cock. <laughs> <laughs> the Weaver Shark's face when he said that, that was absolutely. That is one of the greatest clips on at oh, the races history. If you haven't seen it, YouTube it. Um, it. Obviously, YouTube it in a sensible way because you know, not safe for work, folks. But uh, don't have that come up in your computer. But um, it's absolutely priceless, and he 100% said it. The 10 past four is um, the Park Express takes Group Three for Phillies and Mares. It's a very famous race. Uh, we talked a lot about who's Steph on the podcast last year, daughter of, of Zoffany. The interesting thing being that George Strawbridge has uh, now got a horse in training with Ger Lyons, which is fantastic. I think he has two. So it's uh, an example of Ger's talent as a trainer, and um, long may that continue. She was a, an interesting horse last year, and she went for a bit of high company towards the end of the season. Alpha Centauri uh, in May, she came back at the Courage. She missed a lot of the season and had that run against Desira there's a lot of promise there with her and it's um, easy to see why she would be an exciting horse uh, Hand on Heart is there again for the Coolmore and um, uh, Niarcos family uh, Godolphin have got one here for Jim Bulger as well who looks quite interesting um, take it away my friend what's your interest in the race? Yeah, well, just kind of might just start there with the the good Alfred horse that you mentioned is um, Lucita uh, by Philly by Dine Approach. Um, she is a half sister to Lucida, if you remember. Oh my God, who, she should have won the one thousand guineas I still have by nightmares a million miles. About. Oh no, one one of the most unluckiest fillies oh. of kind of the of recent times. Is is Lucida? Go back and watch her her running. No, the don't. Don't. <laughs> I still have to have peas and carrots everywhere. Like, oh god. Indeed. Anyway. And then her her running in the oh god, I'm trying to remember all this was it, now. Was it but the her Falmouth? running the, the Coronation Stakes at uh, Royal Ascot? Kind of would wouldn't wouldn't really kind of do much more for you to be honest behind Evedra. Where she was given, I, I don't know. Oh, look, Ke- let's just say Kevin Manning probably would like to have both of those rides back. Yeah, great jockey, but he'd love to have those back. It, anyway. It's it, absolute criminal that she, she, do you know she didn't win as a three-year-old? No, she didn't. She didn't. It Crazy. Was, it was just bonkers. And, Crazy. And she had all the talents in the world. It was bonkers. Yeah. Yeah. But uh, yeah, she she's a half uh, half sister to her by Dawn Approach. Um, she won uh, her Cora Maiden. She she was good now, and she she won it well, and she won her she won pulling up. She's obviously got the pedigree to to go pretty far, uh, but just in terms of form, she does have a bit to find. But you know, fillies can can just progress out of nowhere, especially when they have pedigrees like that. And it, it's probably positive we should mention as well, Jim Jim. Has made it looks to be in decent order at the moment mm. for all it, it's been on the the all weather i think he in the last two weeks he is two for six uh operating at a 33 percent strike rate and uh, at a level stake stakes profit of of 3.5 but yeah look it, it, this is an interesting race there's not a whole lot between all of these the likes of who steph yulong gold fairy two of those have to carry penalties for um for conditions wins there along the way last year um i thought it's interesting that uh fuzzy stack has got the horse of M- mrs gittens uh Elethea, 
who used to be with Carl Burke. So it's in, I, I'd imagine that switch has got more to do with potentially getting, I think she's a filly that likes to get her toe in. And obviously in Ireland, the, in general, the, the, the ground tends to be it tends to be softer. Mm. So they've switched her. That's quite a good filly for Fozzie to get now, to be fair. She's rated 98. She was as high as 107 at one stage, but she's lost her way a little bit. Um, yeah, look, I, I think her. It's for me, it's between her and the, the filly you mentioned, who's Steph. But with who's Steph having a penalty, I think I'd just give the the nod to, to Elethea here, who is who who is with obviously Fozzie and Fozzie likes to make I remember Tommy his father he kind of going back in the day and I could totally be wrong about this now because this is kind of off the cusp but I think to, uh, Tommy liked to, used to like make quick starts to the 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 flat season I'm, I'm sure, and Fozzie's a bit of a chip off the old block he liked to get going as well I think he's only had two runners in the last two weeks but both of them have run very well one of them at a decent price so uh, I, I will I'll stick up at Elithia here and it doesn't matter what way the ground goes for her she'll um, she she cope with anything I was thinking exactly what you were thinking that the the stacks like to go early they like to make hay uh, very yeah. early in the season so they, you're you're not wrong about that you're you're 100% right and they like to make hay while Aiden is sleeping there <laughs> Just, just tuning up his horses for you know, for the the classics and that. Aiden's there and go on, lads, make away hay. I'll be back in a month. And I presume Joseph is still consuming large quantities of Fanta because uh, no runner for Joseph I, either. So he's they ran out of Fanta in Pilltown. I heard. So. Uh, apparently so. Yeah. There you go. The, 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 there wasn't a pub to to be found next near near Kilkenny with Fanta left in it afterwards. <laughs> Um, he deserves Fanta and Joseph's dentist the two big winners <laughs> God I wonder is my dentist going to be calling me after this Fox's fruit addiction that I've um, <laughs> adapted uh, so the <laughs> go on say it no, I was going to say you know just you know the doctor in general I suppose probably going to be called Oh, it's funny because it's true. Emmett, we're going to have to chop your foot off. You have got raging diabetes. I wouldn't be surprised. I wouldn't be surprised. Um, <laughs> why, why are you brushing this off, man? Do you know what? No. Do you know what? I've been I've been asked. Um, I I was I was doing some. So I did a lot of radio work last week for Cheltenham, and um, one of it was with Red FM and uh, Neil Prendival, who I used to work with in in ninety six FM. And his producer Kira Evans and uh, we were kind of we we've known each other for a long time, but we were kind of catching up. And he was asking me yeah. about you know why aren't you over in the UK? And I was like, well, I'm I've got a really bad back and I've I've kind of mashed it up completely from from last year. And um, we spent a good ten minutes on air talking about it. And, and he was like, how are you managing? Oh, this was on air. This was all on air, yeah. And he was like, how are you, how are you managing <laughs> the pain? And, and look, I, like, I, I talked about the fact that I try and keep a happy demeanor for most of the time, but you know, the pain can get so much that I can just be a real bitter grump, but I, I try and not show that. I try and just keep that internally. Uh, and he, was at, he asked me, you know, where does the pain level go for you? So, like, what was your pain level yesterday from 1 to 10? I said, 10. I said, well, how, how did you manage that? And I said, well, sure, what choice do I have? I, like, I look at my mother and how incredibly lucky and how blessed we are that, that mom is, is making recovery. 
uh, and I look at other people who are far worse off than I am, at least I can walk around. I can get in a car. I can drive. I can't run like I used to. Um, but, you, you know, it's frustrating. But um, you just get on with it because you have to. And there's no point in, in dwelling on it. Um, so, That's yeah. it. Take, it, a, take a leaf out of Jesse Harrington's book and just get on with it. Yeah, exactly. And, and the only reason I mentioned that is because we joke about it so much on, on the show about, oh, you know, painkillers. Oh. But no, literally, I am on a lot of painkillers and I'm in a tremendous amount of pain, uh, including right now recording this. But um, don't worry, I'll be full of painkillers a little bit later on and uh, be, I'll be fine. I'll be feeling and much, uh, I'll be feeling much, much better. And as a true friend would say, crack out the violin, boy. <laughs> the world's smallest violin. He's paying for you here at the rest of towers, boy. Well, sure, I have a pain in me head listening to you, boy. <laughs> exactly. I need a tramadol for me head listening to your troubles, huh? Uh, so the Lincoln will be the big feature race of the day at Nace 445. Uh, current betting sees Carawan for Joe Lyons. First run for him, 10 to 1. Theobald has entered here again uh, for Jim Bulger at 10s. Wintwood for Dermot Well, 10 to 1. Ozzy Valentine, 12s uh, for Edo McGuinness. Bobby Boy uh, for that man, Joe Lyons again, 12 to 1. And Marshall Jennings, 12 to 1, all on at the races. Uh, there's some fantastic info on the Atheresis site as well, by the way, if you're looking for detailed form cards. So, Rixie, crack it for us. Double figure price field. Who wins the Tote Irish Lincolnshire? I'm, I'm going to take maybe a little bit of a swing here. Yes. So, uh, but the, the proviso is the ground really does need to need does need to dry out for him because he's he he has a lot of his form is over shorter. But if the ground does dry out, um, I think he, he's interested in about, I think he's 16 or 20 to one there. Uh, but the, the, the horse I give a, a positive mention to is, is actually master speaker of uh, Aidan McGuinness's. Now, he was fifth, uh, decent run in the Irish Cambridgeshire last year when he was fifth to Kenya. And he's now six pounds lower. And... I think it's 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 hard. It's kind of, it's a race where you know he's a nine-year-old now, but and typically those these are the kind of horses you definitely don't want to back in races like the, the these big field handicaps. You know you're trying to look for progressive horses coming through who have a little bit up their sleeve. But there's been a couple of kind of all two or three kind of eight-year-olds I think have won this race in the last few years. So it is, and it's at the start of the season, so you can make, maybe catch uh, the, those younger horses on the hop. He's had a run which I think is encouraging. Uh, so he's gonna he's he's gonna strip fitter than most here. Uh, Adon McGuinness has got his fault his his team in, in great order by the looks of it. He's mm. he's four for twelve over the last two weeks, operating at a thirty three percent strike rate and a level stakes profit of se- um, plus seven point five. So um, he was run he was fifth to Kenya, beating four lengths in the Irish Cambridgeshire of ninety three. He now runs off eighty seven. And there must be a chance that I hope Aido McGuinness he gives um, a claimer. Um, he's had there's a claimer that I like in Ireland. Gavin Ryan is a young lad there. I think he's based in in, in Tipperary, or no? I think he's been he's actually with Jim Bulger. I think, but he's a good little rider. If if Gavin got the ride now, he he take a he take a few more extra pounds off his back, 
and he just could run well. He's he's a hold up horse, but he, he's 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 quite quick. He is he's plenty of form over six and seven. But that day at the Irish Cambridgeshire at, at, at Cora, which is obviously a pretty stiff kind of flat eight, he 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 seemed to see it out well now. To be fair to him, and he's a hold up horse. He's got there's plenty there's plenty of pace on here. Marshall Jennings likes to go forward. Theobald Quizzical. Uh, is it Shafferat likes to go forward? I'm sorry, what? Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> Shafferat, uh, trading point Warnock. They all like to go forward. So there's a whole lot mm. of horses. He's, he's gonna, he's gonna have something to run at, and he might be able to pick up the pieces late. Um, yeah, look, he's won it at, at a decent price. I, I, I give a shout to. But we just, we needed to stay dry at Nace, and if it came up good to yielding, maybe or. Something around that now. I, I think he could. Ha- he might have a squeak of at least getting into the frame. But look, it's a mad race at a mad time of year. There was one I was interested in in Johnny Murta's horse, but I'm not sure he's going to get in. That was a, a prosecution. Uh, but he's a real he's a real mudlark this fella, and he probably wants a little bit further than a mile as well. But yeah, look, I'll give Master Speaker a, a shot there. He's got plenty going for him in terms of being handicapped. He, he can he can go close off his court mark. Aidan McGuinness is in form, and he's he's had a run at Dundalk there 37 days ago to get him to get him going. So yeah, he he is the one that I'd give a, a squeak to it at a big enough price. I am absolutely loving that selection. Uh, I'm also very interested to see. It's great to see so many UK trainers coming over. I mean, Richard Vahey is making a habit of it, uh, making yeah. the, the journey back home to Ireland with a, a lot of horses, but there's a, a number of others as well, and that's great to see, and long may that continue as well, because we, we want to see more British horses come over to race in Ireland. Um, I will sum this up by saying that I have, while you were talking, done a patent. <laughs> on uh, Miraville idyllico and master speaker and uh i'll be buying you a bottle of moet if this comes off because it pays eight thousand five hundred and twenty euro so thank you very much have you gone for the straight win oh god no i did it each way all right yeah that's good i i I chicken out as well sometimes yeah you got you gotta you gotta go for each way when they're those prices I hate all these guys who go around kind of, you know, on Twitter, they're all, all these shrewdies. Oh, yeah, I have to back win only. But then you actually see their bets and they back everything each way. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so it's like, uh, go harder. Actually, we got a tweet on day one of Cheltenham from uh, a long-term listener saying, go hard or go home. So I'm going home. That's <laughs> 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 day one. But yeah, look, there's, we'll, we'll talk about that as well. There's a punting strategy podcast that we're going to do in the we we keep talking about it but keep things keep coming up that uh mean that we haven't been able to get to it quite yet but we are going to do it and and we'll talk about the merits of each way betting and betting win only in certain markets with um blake and uh possibly yourself and neil channing uh hugh taylor is going to be back on the show soon so yeah uh looking forward to it speaking of blake he never made it uh he didn't get on the show i know we've been trying to steer the ship on our own yeah hopefully we we steered it okay and not head head first into an iceberg and you enjoyed it in his absence i can assure you kevin will be back uh next week whether we record on monday or tuesday i think it's tuesday uh, and so, um, he had to do the old Fanta run, I think, down in Joseph's. Someone has to. Somebody's yeah. got to get the the supplies of Fanta replenished for um, Owning Hill. So you know, 
he drew, those horses aren't going to train themselves exactly he, he drew, drew the short straw and uh, had to fill up the Audi full of Fanta and, and away <laughs> he went but no look we'll have Kev's insight again next week and, and looking forward to having him on if you haven't read his article on attheraces.com so there you go uh, attheraces.com for more content Ritzy have you written anything for the website this week uh, not yet. Uh, Sunday is usually, the, uh, as the marketing team like to call it, Declan's drivel. That's, uh, that's when that's harsh. when that goes out. That's harsh, Rixie. Your own hey, look, team it, turning on you it's like a bi- that. It's a big bad world we live in. True. I, I, I kind of I found it stern, stern but fair. <laughs> harsh, harsh but fair. Uh, so you'll have your article out on Sunday uh, a certain Mr Tony Keenan will have his article out on Sunday as well and at the races Tony's yeah Tony's went Tony did a midweek piece there I think that went live on Wednesday yeah just covering the, bits, bits from the festival yeah it was an in, interesting read now on uh, some of the stuff at Cheltenham I think he Tony is particularly keen on the form of the RSA chase, I think. Mm, very much so. He's assessing the, the front three in the RSA and what might happen from, from here on out. But he seems yeah. quite keen to, to be with that form going forward. And, uh, of course, Kevin Blake will have an article on Monday as well. I think I think we're recording on Tuesday, and um, hopefully you will join us then. Uh, I tweeted out last night that something remarkable happened last week, and Declan Ricks was very much part of it. So I may as well give you the virtual high five, Rixie. Final Furlong Podcast became the number one sports podcast in the world during Cheltenham. That's insane. Jeez. That That's is mad. absolutely bonkers. Uh, it's not something that I ever expected or ever really thought would happen. And I just happened to click on it and I was literally scrolling down to 50 to see where we were and boom, there it was. And that's all down to you, our amazing listeners. And thank you so, so much for all the kind words on social media. Um, even the Friday of Cheltenham, one of the busiest days of the year, you were taking time to send us nice things. So thank you very, very much for that. And um, look, it, it makes the whole thing worthwhile. And we love recording the show. You might not always agree with us. That's fine. We'll all still get on. And um, look, I hope you enjoy it and, and enjoy the crack. I've certainly enjoyed recording this one. This is the first time that Rixie and I have just done a podcast together. Watch, watch the ratings go way down. <laughs> <laughs> and there was four listeners to the podcast this week <laughs> me you your mother and my father <laughs> and on that bombshell we are done watch for that magic number four uh, we'll talk to you next week from Declan Riggs see ya and for me Emmett Kennedy thank you so much for listening we will chat to you next week enjoy the weekend of racing hopefully Rixie has pointed you in the direction of some gold and uh, best of luck to Noel Feely on his final ride as well talk to you next week God bless have you downloaded the free app the races app yet with easy to use race cards and form expert daily tips plus video replays and in-app betting it's the app that no racing fans phone should be without Available for free on your iPhone or Android mobile, visit attheraces.com forward slash app for more details.